Today on Be Inspired, we're going to learn more about the early beginnings of Mari and how using this unique left and right brain tool allows us to tap into our innermost thoughts and feelings using a creative process to express and explore them. And who better than Shelly Takai, owner of Mari, to raise our awareness about this powerful tool. In its own way, Mari is a beautiful creative resource to help bring us back into wholeness. And when we are whole, we emanate love. So imagine what the world can look like on this vibration. Welcome, Shelly. I'm glad to have you on the podcast today. Thank you. I am so happy to be here. Are you ready to help educate and tell us about Mari's early beginnings and and just tell us how it all came together? It's a it's a big story, but maybe we can hear a piece of the story today. Okay. Yes. Yes. I would love to. Um, I discovered Mari in Virginia Beach in 1997. Uh, Before that, uh, I had already done some of my own soul searching. I was close to a doctorate in traditional psychology. And for 10 years, I stayed away from it because it wasn't what I was looking for. And I really didn't know what I was looking for until I found transpersonal psychology. So when I was in, in 1997, I already had my doctorate for about five years in transpersonal. Mm-hmm. And I just happened to be in, in a training. I was part of an integrative healing arts center in Virginia Beach that was new and transpersonally oriented. And I, as one of the people who worked there, we were trained on Mari. And the first time I ever saw it, I just absolutely fell in love with it, with in love with it. I spent, um, then I got trained, there was two levels then, I got trained on both levels. And at that point in time, you could not be, seek teacher training in a town where there was already a teacher. So I had to wait until we moved uh, in 2000 to Raleigh. And then I was far enough away from Virginia Beach. I, I reached out and said, you know, can I get do teacher training? And they said, yes. And I, that was three years of teacher training. So, so much of what I would talk about without boring you today is um, every bit of, of Mari itself. I think Jung's process of getting to, uh, to his own, you know, uh, conclusions with his own transpersonal psychology, that every every bit of it is a process that has changed uh, over time. So that um, it it was um, so I became a teacher in two thousand three. Joan Kellogg, who developed the Mari, she was an art therapist. And let me just say a little bit about that because her background was great. She was an art therapist at the University of Maryland. The University of Maryland at that time was a very pregnant place for the beginning of transpersonal, although they didn't call it transpersonal exactly. Ram Das was there. Uh, the, the different psychiatrists were had dis- were taking LSD 
and substances and finding out, oh my gosh, there are all these other levels of consciousness that we've never really explored. So they were into exploring that and Joan couldn't have been in a better place. As an art therapist, she was kind of doing uh, something over to the side where she was looking for the same thing, but through art, okay? Mm -hmm. And okay. Joan was, I don't know, I never met her, but she was motivated. I think she understood the process and um, started very simply with just one stage of the Mari at the essence of the seed that be grew into Mari and then kind of over a couple of years developed it into uh, one symbol at each stage and it grew and changed from there. So there's, there, it was never born fully, uh, you know, complete at all. Okay. Even okay. when it came to me, it took me years before I felt I even had the right to add some of the transpersonal mm -hmm. things. So um, anyway, through a very interesting story, maybe we can talk about another time. I never should have owned Mari. I should not have. Uh, I was one, when I became a teacher, I was the 14th teacher in the world of Mari. And I, Joan Kellogg had just died. They used to have a yearly meeting, but because she died, that hadn't happened yet. So I didn't know them. Mm -hmm. And uh, Murray ended up get, getting put up for sale. There was that group. And I was a part of the group, having never met most of them. And uh, But when I heard it was up for sale, I was just like, oh, my gosh, I would love <laughs> to right. have Murray. And synchronistically, it, I ended up owning Murray in 2005. And that's, you know, just to reiterate, when it came to me, there were numerous years initially that I thought I don't have the right to change to change it or mm -hmm. um, anything. Although, although interestingly, and part of the reason why I parted from the other thirteen women is that even as a student learning Mari, I I kept seeing a problem with just one of the stages, and uh, once I owned it. I decided I, I owned it and I was going to make the change to okay. one of the stages and all the other teachers said, you can't do that. Joan didn't say. So I was, uh, I, in 2005, I owned Mari and I was the only teacher. <laughs> well, let's talk about how those stages then developed over time and what you actually did to improve upon the process because we can always make improvements, right? And that's Absolutely. Exactly what you did with Mari. Yes. Yes. Um, I, I'm not sure, Francesca, if the people who are listening have the visual picture, but I just want to talk briefly about the visual picture so okay. they can imagine what it is. Perfect. Okay. Um, for, let me back up to the most basic, and that is anybody, whoever probably took psychology, has seen, has seen in their textbook, a picture of an iceberg and the with the quotes you know this is a picture of your consciousness essentially an yeah. iceberg with 30 percent above and 70 percent below the 30 percent being our daily waking consciousness consensus reality 
and what you know the basis of education where we live what seems normal to us but then there's that 70 percent that's mm-hmm. below the water mm-hmm. and actually initially they didn't understand what it was and they called it junk dna <laughs> it was just there for no reason so so what you can conceive of is a picture almost like a clock and when i talk about it i'll use clock numbers instead okay. but because so people don't get confused i'll say you know where the position would be on the clock okay um the, it, you can divide that circle in half and it would run in a half in a circle from like nine o'clock over yes. on the left over to three o'clock okay Thank and Mari imagines any choices of symbols and colors above the horizon line are like the iceberg more conscious more in the world with it feels uh it's got beginnings and endings and it feels more um comfortable we understand it more but right. it's also accounting for the 70 percent which joan picked up from the transpersonal orientation mm-hmm. and that is that if you think of the developmental cycle of every living thing that there is a process that starts in the unconscious and moves around to the left and um, so that mm-hmm. n- number nine on a clock, that would actually be new beginnings. But but that, um, you know, before we begin anything, we have thought about it. We've compared options, explored possibilities, settled on a few things. And that's actually where she started with um, new beginnings. And just to give you an idea, one of the symbols at mm-hmm. new beginnings is an upward pointing triangle. So to get to what Joan did and the her brilliance in Mari is that she studied cultures. She did 30 years of research studying cultures and she equated symbols mm-hmm. with developmental stages of consciousness, like those that are on the clock that from that are unconscious and moving toward consciousness, showing up in consciousness, moving through, uh, getting clarity, struggling with issues, finally being in the world, that would be at 12 o'clock at the top, full consciousness. Okay. And manifesting there. You can think of a tree, you can think of a flower, any living thing that has its beginnings, like for a tree or a flower, the seed would be at six o'clock down at the bottom in the other than one. Okay. And for a human being, this cycle represents the processes of life that we go through again and again and again and again. And so, uh, okay. Yes. So just so you know, um, Shelly, what I'm going to do is when I get into the feed, um, I will use that picture that we talked about, sort of the the dynamics of the axis, just that particular picture. So people can just thank you get an idea or that visual Mm -hmm. just described. Yep. It is a cycle. Life is cyclical. Mm -hmm. Um, If you just want me to mention briefly without getting into it, the problem I had is at stage one. And um, that if you back up a little bit to at stage one is at six o'clock. 
uh, that's almost like a new beginning in an other than conscious level. My process that I've gone all the way through in the world, right. shined and manifest in the world, you know, um, things were wonderful until things shift changed or ended. Often the old way falls apart. The process is complete and we start again. Mm -hmm. So we start again. It'd be at six o'clock on a clock at stage one. And that was the issue that I had that was left over. I could get into it if you want me to, but was left over and that I knew had to change because Joan's interpretation of that was that that um, if you chose that particular stage, uh, it had to do with your birth. And um, okay, well, why don't we just go to beginning. the core? Why don't we okay. go straight to the core? straight to the core yeah. of even Joan, as I said, it's been a process for everybody involved when Joan developed it. And for at least 20 years, she had the symbols at the stages of a clock. Over time, she did research and added a second symbol to mm -hmm. each stage. So for example, I was talking about the upward pointing triangle, perfect mm -hmm. example through time and cross-culturally of a new beginning mm -hmm. that an upward pointing triangle really represents the next life for those who, you know, are involved with the thinking like that. But there's variations in our new beginning. A person who chooses an upward pointing triangle that would represent a strong, strong, I am ready to go. I'm ready okay. to go. And then mm -hmm. you're looking at color that shows through. They would have picked a symbol that had an upward pointing triangle and then there and it's on clear plastic and the black symbol is black and then you get to pick colors with it so the color will show through and the color will will manifest you know how I feel about it how I think about it uh things it gives it an extra dimension so people who are trained on Mari, all they have to do is look at one symbol, which is a symbol and a color showing through, and you have a piece of information about right. where they are. Right. For them, because we're not comfortable, we, we don't have that knowledge of the association of right. symbols with developmental stages of life. Um, they, they seem to think like, how do you know that? Like almost it's how, how are you figuring that out? Mm -hmm. But it's all coming from their choices mm -hmm. of symbols. There are 39 symbols laid out on a white cloth. They're in random order. You just tell the person, allow yourself to be drawn to six symbols that you like or you're most attracted to. And, and because we cannot trick ourselves, Jung said, the psyche will not tolerate self-deception. We're going to be drawn and choose symbols that reflect where we are, consciously and other than consciously. And so what you have is just, there's other things you pick, but you have six symbols that you put colors with. And when those are laid out on what looks like a clock, mm -hmm. um, you have a picture of that per where that person is now, where in, in in process, are they beginning something? Are they ending things? Are they fully functioning in the world? It, are most of their thoughts on the other than conscious level? All of that right. is the brilliance of what you were taught when you learn Mari. 
And I that love how you say that. Understand. I love how you say that we're using all um, four. Uh, what we're using. The Thank you. Functions of consciousness. Yes. Yes. I, I'd love to just talk about that briefly. Okay. There yes. are four functions of consciousness. What okay. is, what is consciousness? You know, they call that the big question in psychology because really we still can't fully understand that question, but we do know that consciousness is comprised of four aspects, thinking and feeling. I'll just say all four sensing mm -hmm. Using the senses, seeing, touching, sensing, and intuiting. Mm -hmm. So up above the horizon and in daily consciousness, right. we all function with thinking and feeling. Mm -hmm. Even if you go to a, a mental health professional it, and talk, that's mm -hmm. thinking and feeling. So Mari brings in the intuition from your choice of symbols and colors that you are drawn to, a symbol you don't like. You can think of an issue. You're asked to think of an issue and that in your own mind, they don't have to share it. There's a lot of autonomy with Mari. People do not have to share more than they want. Mm -hmm. uh, to think of an issue in your life that you would like help or guidance on and pick two symbols with colors. So those are all laid out. And for a person trained in Mari, you can see their psyche, where they are. Mm -hmm. um, and so, but to just finish with the four functions. So the intuition brings in that because as Jung said, the psyche will not tolerate self-deception. We're going to choose what's impacting us through symbols that we are not aware of. Right. But when, so these things are laid out on what's called the great round, which is like a clock. Mm -hmm. And you then you have, the vision the client gets to see the visual literal visual picture of where they are in their own process and that's the beauty of it that's the sensing function right so for example if they pick um, a stage that's full autonomy uh with a color green which would be healing and i might say to them does it make sense that you you know you are you're really standing in your own truth. You have a you have gone beyond um, just knowing you know a, a stage of general knowledge and to where you can um, do do it your own way, be your own mentor, a very good positive stage, and that there's been some healing with that. Um, they might say, "Oh well, I I'm I." I guess it's hard for people to give themselves credit. It's actually easier for people to take on some kind of negative attribution about themselves because that's what we're used to in traditional thinking. But when, you know, with the positive things, and if if I gave that feedback with, with greens associated through time with healing, because Joan did the same thing with colors, I, I, would, I would just point to their Mari and I'll say, you picked this. You picked it. Mm -hmm. You picked the stage out of 39 other possibilities that say I am function fully functioning in the world. And you're the one that put that color with it that says there's a lot of healing going on here. And so they get positive reinforcement. Right. So it's this that's the sensing function. Seeing where you are in relation to your whole cycle at that 
time, seeing where you need to go, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And why don't you tell us then about some of the benefits in choosing Mari as a healing tool and resource? Because I personally know what the benefits have been mm-hmm. for myself. Um, <clears throat> but I just think there are so many differences between <clears throat> this pathway over, let's just say, having um, medical professional help. Definitely. Is- an avenue we can choose, but I almost see Mari as a pre-step or the possibility before you might go that direction. Um, if if you are at a point in your life where you're interested in doing your own um, exploration of what's happening in your life. Definitely. Because, you know, our other than other than conscious motivations, if they're still strong or unresolved, they're going to show up. People don't know what they're choosing, but they will choose. If it's there, they're going to choose something that represents that. And so the the positive things about Mari that make it different, as far as I know, it's the only one that includes the other than conscious. So the full consciousness, as you said, when you were talking about, you know, this, it's both right brain and left brain. It's a whole mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And not only is it whole, it's based in wholeness, unlike the other um, tools of traditional psych, because traditional psych kind of flows from you, from Freud, mm-hmm. and which re- who really did not include spiritual or aspects or searches for meaning, philosophical searches in his medically based model. So if a person goes to a counselor and says, but why would God take my child before me? Chances are your traditionally trained therapist would say, oh, for those answers, you need to go to your priest or your minister. So there's, because it's a medical model that that is not based in wholeness. It's simply diagnosis and identifies. Mm -hmm. Whereas Jung, and this is why they split in the beginning, Jung and Freud, Mm-hmm. is for Jung always believed that on the other than conscious level that we are connected to each other that there is a sense of wholeness a desire to grow and change and learn and not stay at any one stage so his is very his position is very philosophical and and therefore much kinder it's kinder to the client because it assumes that every person has hold a potential for wholeness inside them. Mm-hmm. Does, that makes, and that makes sense because mm-hmm. as we have spoken before, I think for me personally, and what I believe everything points back to love and, and a place mm-hmm. where we're all trying to get to have more of in our right. life for that feeling of wholeness. It just makes us feel good. It just makes us feel better. Um, and so the benefits as some you have mentioned is connecting with the emotions because you're exploring those feelings, understanding yourself better, because now you can actually see what's happening in your life. It Mm -hmm. does improve your communication when you're able to express yourself clearly, right? Because 
prior to it, maybe those words don't come and, and you can't put language around it. But once you see it, it gives you the opportunity yes. to express yourself. Um, I definitely think it's a very calming and meditative tool um, going through the process of it. And it just helps to build one's self-esteem and makes one stronger in their sense of self. Those have been my findings using this as a tool. Absolutely. And just to say a little bit more about that, you know, the client has picked symbols and colors and you as the practitioner, you, you can literally see their openness and their willingness to grow and change, you, you know, and you can point it out to them. Um, but, but they're also, you can see the stages a person's at and mm-hmm. a person um, it, it, it's like they're doing the therapy uh, in a way that's not completely personal. They didn't have to talk about it. They don't know what you're seeing. So you can be, you can tailor the words that, and, you know, do a little bit of feeling out. There's literally things on the Mari. Is this person ready and open to change? There's, you know, that's one of the card choices, you know, mm-hmm. can you, can you, something you dislike, can you make it better? If they pick, you know, certain things that say, no, I, re- not really, there, there's numerous indications of either they're open and they're ready or they're not. If they're not ready, the, you don't have it. Nothing pushes you. You know, uh, hopefully you see them again and it's a process right? that they, they get to little by little, but it's just so much more kind to them and accepting of where they are then without judgment. I, I completely agree. Yes, most definitely without judgment. And as you say, as a practitioner, you're, you're only taking them along that process of, of seeing, um, as as much as they are ready um, exactly to to exactly. enjoy and explore right that that part of of the journey yes so it doesn't necessarily have to go anywhere if you know something doesn't kind of look right and and there is no more communication then you don't have to move past that it's completely up um, to the individual mm-hmm. to open up if if they're ready as we say and mm-hmm. I, I can't believe Time passes so quickly, Shelly. I mean, there's so much <laughs> more to explore today. We've got oh, a backstory with how this all started. We do understand we've got um, this beautiful, great round to look at with symbols layered up with colors that's taken well over 30 years of um, bringing it all together by two beautiful, very strong, very powerful women. Um, Thank you. That got this all going for us. And I just hope um, to do my part in, in using it and sharing it with people. And I certainly hope you'll consider um, coming back and talking about this um, with me again, a little deeper, maybe some more. Absolutely. Next time, and I, and I hope people that are listening will 
will choose Mari to improve their mental health if it's something that they wish to explore. And I know that if anybody is interested in reaching you, Shelly, they can reach you at it's MariCreativeResources.com. Is that correct? That's the website. Yes. The website. They can go to the website that is extensive. Yes, it um, is. I Honestly, people can call me and my number's on the website. You yes, it is. Call me directly. I, as you can tell, I love to talk about Mari. That's very kind of you. Yes, <laughs> you do as much as I do. So that's definitely why we're coming together to tell this story and share with people. But um, thank you so much for taking the thank time you for to having me with me. Thank today. you. Thank you, Shelly. And make sure you stay in the loop and never miss an episode by subscribing and following this podcast. Until next time, be inspired. Bye for now, Shelly. Bye-bye. Thank you very much.